Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Ritual Podcast. I am your host, Kate Canunis McCarthy, and I'm so excited for the guests that we have today. Alexandria is your spiritual business coach. She's your go-to mentor for building and scaling spiritual business, blending spirituality and strategy so that you can live a life deeply aligned to what you desire and deserve. And I would know because for the past year, last year, she was my spiritual business coach and I would not be where I am today without her guidance, without her ability to hold space for me for my growth in building my business. So I'm so excited to have her on today to talk all things about what it really takes to become a spiritual entrepreneur. So Alex, I'm so excited that you're here. <laughs> I'm beyond excited. And if you're just like strictly listening to this, the like my cheeks hurt already. And I think we're like, <laughs> I, I think we've done 45 seconds. Just like the grin is absolutely, I'm so grateful to be here. And I am just absolutely beaming at the fact that we get to connect on this type of medium, especially after all of our work together so far. Yeah, it's so interesting because you've been a mentor to me for so long and such an expander for what it looks like to have like a deeply ethical, aligned, soulful business. And you speak from your heart and you aligned women to their true passions. And so this is just like... This is meant to be. We're meant to be here right now in this space. I mean, truly, it's like my favorite absolute thing to talk about. Like it is everything. It's why I do this work and all the things. So I'm so glad that that's what you've been able to receive. And it's something that's been able to be with you over this course of time. It matters so deeply to me, especially because it's so it's so interesting. Like this industry, it's so easy sometimes to lose your integrity or to kind of dip out of ethical practices and ideas and just to be able to hold space for both like hold space for the integrity but also hold space for the work that gets done both internally and externally like it means the world so I'm so glad I could be here yes okay and with that with aligning the internal to the external making our lives so aligned to our internal world externally my first question to every guest is when do you feel like your most authentic self So it's actually really interesting because I've obviously listened to the podcast and I have sat with this question for a second because it's like, when do I not anymore? Like, Mm -hmm. I think, I think that a a big, like, part of my life within the last few years truly has been, you have to live a life of like your deepest desires. Like if I really asked my inner child, like, hey, like, what is your dream? It would literally look like this. I couldn't have ever put language behind it, but like, it would have felt, it feels like that. And so for me, when do I feel like my most authentic self? Honestly, all the time, every day, but especially um, when I'm doing the things that allow me to feel the most self-expressed. And so for me, that is the work I do, the way I move my body, being able to, I love to like, cook but I make everything by hand myself like I literally like I make my own I feel like I make at this point like seasonings are made by themselves dressings like marinades like even like cocktails mocktails like all of it's done with my two hands like those things make me feel authentic to myself it's it's the things that bring me radical fulfillment but without necessarily having to try if that makes sense it makes perfect sense. You being able to wake up and be like, oh, I'm already living aligned to the work that I'm supposed to be doing, to who I'm supposed to be supporting, how I'm supposed to be supporting them. But you didn't get there from nowhere. You know, like you listened very deeply 
to this core intuitive part of yourself and to figure out how to reach down into that and to create something from it is not like an A to B. BC, like it's not like an easy process, right? Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so yeah, it it's it it's such a process, especially for our spiritual entrepreneurs listening to this. So before anyone even considers taking <laughs> these intuitive desires and gifts and figuring out how to create a life that supports them based off of that, what is one question that spiritual entrepreneurs or those desiring that need to ask themselves before they even like embark on this journey? What should they be I asking themselves? I love this question because I, I've said this to you before, Kate, but like you, like you have to understand that being an entrepreneur is the most spiritual experience you will ever have. You will see every shadow. You will see every part of yourself you once quieted. You will see everything in the craziest ways. Like you'll literally be talking about your product feet and be like, oh my God, I have a deep fear from my childhood of like being big. Like it is wild. And so I always tell people, one, this is not for the faint of heart. So like you have to be clear on the one question. And the question is, what do you want? Like, what do you want with your life? And you could even parallel this, like, if you're not a spiritual entrepreneur, like, please ask yourself that if you're like showing up to an accountant job, and you're like, I hate this, but like, it pays the bills. Like, is that really what you want, though? Like, mm-hmm. like, does that actually hold weight when you actually think about how precious your life is? And so for me, the number one question always, and I ask this about everything, every single thing I do in my business, and my life starts with lifestyle. Like, what do you I want what would feel really, really good to me. And I even want to use that word feel because if you're familiar with like being a specific or non-specific manifester, sometimes it's really difficult for people to even be like, well, I don't know what I want. That's okay. What does it feel like though? Like if you were to wake up and feel that most authentic sense of self or feel really connected or really happy or whatever that word, that desired word is, like what does it feel like? And you start there. And if you can't start there, I would highly recommend, like, take a beat before you start your business. (laughs) Facts. Yes. I like that you hone in on this idea that we need to want to align with what we want our life to feel like before we even think about business, before we even consider what it is that we would want to bring to it. Because that means that if we're first paying attention to what we want our life to feel like, okay, Am I ready to show up every single day to this? Because I can't call out sick from, well, okay, we can, we can take a sick day. We can take a sick day, right? Work. Like, you know, we, we do the thing and that's a part of the feeling though, right? Is like, actually, like, that's a great example. If you're not building your business from a sense of desire of what you want, like who doesn't want to take a sick day when they're sick, but also who does show up to work because they have to. Right. So if a desire of yours is to be able to on the fly be like, I don't want to do that, then like that's one of the things you write down on the piece of paper. That's like, what do I want with my life? It's the same thing. Like, I want to know that on Fridays I can flex like I can be flexible and like drive up to my mom's house and like have an early dinner with her. Like, that means a lot to me. And so when I was literally building my business, I literally decided, 
oh, I can't have that type of product because that would require me to not be able to pick up and go when I want to. Yes. So I can't do that. And that's okay. Like that's going to bring me so much more fulfillment. And like, I'll just like trek along my own path. And I think that's the doing in order to figure it out sense that I'm was sort of referring back to with, um, are you ready to show up? Because it's like, okay, to figure Mm -hmm. out exactly what your desire is, what, how you want to work, you have to be able to do things to figure out what doesn't work and making the space for that and feeling into what feels good, what doesn't feel good for you. And as you always say, not doing the cookie cutter versions of whatever other business spiritual entrepreneur is doing out there, because what works for them might not work for you. And when you brought up also the point of realizing that this in itself is a spiritual journey, starting your own business for me with you, when I first began, one of the first blocks, one of the first huge things that came through for me that I realized that I needed to heal because this is a healing journey as well is imposter syndrome, right? Who Mm -hmm. am I to show up to this? Who am I to speak on this? Forget the six years of teaching experience that I had. (laughs) Forget the, you know, the course that I've taken in meditation and the daily meditation that I do practice. Like none of that, even knowing that we can hold the cognitive awareness that we have this knowledge, but speaking on it, owning it, showing up publicly with it takes on a whole different level of work and yeah. working the human through your- psyche is so weird with that stuff because like mm-hmm. it's so funny I don't know about you but like I even have heard this from clients and even myself like I'll watch other people do things I'm like I could do that like I could do that like I want to do that and then like it gets parallel back onto my experience I'm like oh my god I can't do this no one would ever want to listen to me why would anybody ever try this oh god this isn't it wow and like that is imposter syndrome like that is your ability like you are literally self-sabotaging the the thing that you already saw as a desire because something about either in your past or in your childhood or in your recent future has told you that you have to be small or that you can't speak up and be loud or that you can't own what you're saying or that your healing wasn't enough or you're not healed enough, right? Like these are all the little like subconscious things that we are playing the narratives that are happening in the back of our brains without us even realizing it. And entrepreneurship is really just a constant avenue allowing those things to come to the surface because you're challenged every day with those types of sentiments. It's crazy. Yeah. It's almost like a deep spiritual self-awareness healing while being able to figure out how you can live a life that supports your soul desires, passions, gifts. And it's like, whoa, there are so many moving parts to this. So what would you say in your experience with your clients in seeing them within this healing journey, what's the one biggest common block or block meaning what prevents someone from seeing their highest potential, from seeing their highest worth and what it is that they have to offer across the board? Yeah, I think it's such an interesting question because what it it allows me to do is really try to extract the actual theme rather than it being like really specific to anybody. And I think what it is, is moving, especially in the beginning of businesses, it's moving from expectation rather than from desire. And so expectation can look like comparing. Expectation can look like I have to get this business up and running within the next three months. Expectation can look like, oh my God, like I have to try this thing because so-and-so is doing it. I have to get there. Um, It can look like so many different ways. It can look like self-sabotage of like, if I don't do this within the next eight weeks, like I'm clearly a failure. This doesn't feel right for me. It can look like, who am I to do it? It's, It's all expectation rather than it being like, 
oh, like if I just like honestly listen to my gut, learn, like absorb everything like a sponge, try everything, do do the things that even feel super, super scary, like that's what's going to allow me to see my path. That's what's going to allow me to identify my method. That's going to allow me to, well, I call it cracking the code. Like once you crack the code, the momentum keeps going. It's like a car, your foot's on the gas. Even if you were to lighten your foot a little bit, do car, cars go from 80 to zero? No, they have a slow descent. And so like, once you have that type of momentum and once you've cracked your own code, it works like clockwork. But in order for that medley to really come together, you have to be able to let go of expectation. Um, and let me like give an honorable mention to like just regulating your nervous system, like making sure your nervous system comes along for the ride. It's a little bit of both, but I think those are the two things that get in the way is moving from expectation instead of desire. And then in tandem to that is not having a nervous system equipped to keep you safe, but at the same time, allow you to expand to where you need to. Wow. And let me be like so raw and authentic here with my own process, because I remember um, within my first launch, you know, within my first product, it was called the expanded way. And it was a series of guided um, hypnosis meditations, similar to flux, but more raw, less refined. And I remember that my expectation was that I would have X amount of people in this, right? I would have a certain number of people in this. And if that didn't hit, then that means in some way or some form, this falls apart and I failed. Mm -hmm. So I even going through that had to heal through that process as well, learn how to regulate my nervous system. And we can only learn by walking through our own fires, you know, Absolutely. of that healing process. It's almost an initiation in a way. You know, yeah. we want to, we want to skip from like the, okay, I did this step. I did this step. I did this step. I did it all right. So that means mm -hmm. this must happen, right? When we unpack that, okay, perfectionism, like we were just talking about perfectionism before this call and yes. how we feel like we need to be perfect and our expectation needs to be met and what happens and how do we regulate ourselves and how do we come at, come at things with not having such rigid expectations for ourselves? Because Absolutely. I could have two and did have two incredible clients that I led through that experience. And I gained so much wisdom from that. And having to gain that wisdom had to also come with checking in on myself and checking in on yeah. how I was feeling and my expectations. So I really appreciate that you mentioned that nervous system regulation and expectations specifically together. Yeah. And I, it's so interesting you say that too, because if I could speak from my own experience, even you having those two humans that were in that container as the business coach, I was so proud. And like, I couldn't have wanted anything more because at the end of the day, like it is all data. And that's the thing about the type of coaching that I do, where I feel like there's business coaches in the spiritual world that it's, it's a pendulum swing. So you're either going to get somebody that's like, if you just think it, it happens, or like they just blame, I like the word blame here, but like they blame your mindset. I'll never forget it's happened to me. I've been in coaching containers where I literally showed up and was like, Hey, like that strategy didn't work. Do you have anything else? And they were like, it's your mindset. And I was like, I'm like the happiest person, <laughs> like genuinely, like I'm like pretty thrilled about my, my life. Like, <laughs> 
Probably not, but like if you have another suggestion, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> um, and then you have the pendulum swinging the other way where it's like, if you just do everything, if you just do it, and if it feels wrong, too bad, get it done. That's what's going to make you money. And like that feels awful and you burn out immediately. And so I'd like to think that when I come to coaching, I have to acknowledge both. And to even your point earlier, where it's like, you have to remove expectation because you have to have the masculine action that's going to ground you, that's going to be a foundation. And the only way you're going to know what that is, is by walking through the fire. Like, otherwise, you're going to lean way too much to the right of like, has to be structured. And this is what it looks like. And at the same time, you have to let your own creativity flow within that. Honestly, I've had people go through these gorgeous containers that like sell out on the first time and they hate them because they're like yeah like the foundation was there but like creatively I don't like it like it actually doesn't flow with me as a person the only way you're ever going to know is by doing and that's why I think it's always so clear you do get clear on your lifestyle because it's kind of like what happens is is then you get to check all the boxes and be like okay so like what isn't working and then it's easy to target and be flexible in your approach to pivot like it's easy to be like okay well my lifestyle I've always wanted is like work four days a week have you know x amount of clients and like have my marketing look this way and like that's rocking but like I'm actually not loving you know our calls I think what would feel really good is like if I could have these maybe pre-recorded like that actually might feel really good great pivot do it then but it's because you're clear on all the other things and you're actually checking in with yourself to make those decisions rather than like it's not working I have to go burn it all to the ground Yes, without a doubt, there's this need to try out, like you said, checking off the different boxes of different modalities and ways that you could set up your business, whether you want an online product or course, or you want to have a group program where you're leading others through, whether it's tarot or astrology or whatever your gift is. Or whether it's, you know, there's so many different forms that it can take, but how do you know what works for you? How do you know what you're going to like mm-hmm. unless you try out these different things? And it doesn't mean you failed if you tried something and it didn't, quote unquote, work according to your expectation. Um, like you said, everything is data. And I really love that. And speaking of data, spiritual babies, we're <laughs> yes. us spiritual babies might cringe at the word data. We're like, ew, data. Yeah. <laughs> So when it comes to blending business and spirituality, which is like your gift, which is what you bring to the table, um, how do we take that masculine structure, that sort of like, you know, systems in place to be successful with this and to make money versus where we want to be when we're spiritual, right? Which is the flowy, which is the creation, the feminine. Um, how do we how do we best support that blend? I know that that's a deep and probably not the con- most concise thing to no, answer. No, but... it is. I'm literally on the inside, like exploding because I'm so <laughs> Okay, first, let's actually break down data for a second. Mm-hmm. So in order to understand both, we have to be able to look at data through the perspective of a spiritual CEO, a spiritual entrepreneur. And so we have to do what I like. It's one of my favorite yogic terms. It's one of my favorite philosophies. Um, My spiritual awakening really, really started with my integration of yoga in my life and my first yoga teacher training, and it's unattachment. And so you have to unattach from what data is and actually meet it with neutrality, which if you know from a very 
if you're familiar with things like human design, honestly, really any healing modality, I would say the only way that you're going to be able to address your shadows and your experiences is from a state of neutrality. In fact, we should only really be making decisions from states of neutrality. You shouldn't be making decisions from super big highs or super big lows. They're both trauma responses. And so when you're in that middle balanced place and you're able to look at everything from that essence of neutrality, that's data. And so you could do that with everything. Think about it as like your morning routine. If you didn't look at your morning routine as a chore and you didn't look at it as like the only thing that gets you through your day and you looked at it for what it actually supports you in from that neutrality, you'd be able to quickly identify what parts of it are actually really successful for you and what parts of it you're like, kind of doing that because I saw that chick on TikTok do it and it kind of worked for her and I wanted to do it and I expected it to work. Like, it's just like really easy to cut straight to it. And so- if you could have a really great relationship with coming to that essence of neutrality, that's what's going to allow you to start the actual workings of the blend. The blend has to start with the masculine. And this is where your first ounce of work is going to be. You can't do masculine in a hyper fixated, like hustle culture world. You have to heal that wound first. You have to heal the wound with your masculine your masculine energy, your masculine actions. And so what that looks is looking at a bunch of strategies from a state of neutrality and desire and saying, which one of these fits what I want and would feel the best. Once you've laid that foundation, you leave it loose. So I call it loose structure. So it's not like I have to make sure that every Monday we do this, but rather really understanding the intentionality behind that structure and what is it there to support. Then you take your feminine flow, your creativity, your expression, and you allow yourself to fill in the structure. That's what defines it. That's what makes it whole. And so that's what will build your business super, super tall is your ability to say, okay, what are my desires? And like, if I looked at all these strategies, what are the things that, that stick out to me that would fit that like I could feel myself doing and see myself in and feel really lit up by? Great. Now that I know that, I'm going to take my creative flow. I'm going to take my gift as a healer. I'm going to take my creative expression and I'm going to fill this up. And like, think of this from things like branding, like colors, pictures, images, the way people feel when they're in your business to the physical transformation you're giving them. Like you sitting on the Zoom call or sitting in the circle or, you know, reading their cards and recording, like literally thinking about the essence of what that is. What is the structure that allows you to play at your most self-expressed sense of self, for lack of a better word. So very long-winded answer. And I hope that makes a lot of sense, but like that is kind of the journey, if I could say. Yeah, no, that's perfect because there is this fear, I think, when you, by you, I mean everyone in general, if they feel like they aren't business people, that they Mm -hmm. won't be able to do this because they're good at the creativity. They're good at that maybe colors, branding, um, artistry, and whatever modality that they want to use or teach, but they fear the systems. So I guess just to make like maybe a systems idea a little more solidified with like a concrete example, you know, I think about setting up engagement strategies, a structure mm-hmm. for a schedule for when things are going to happen, a structure for your course, for what way it's going to be formed. But just to give us a good idea or like a concrete example of what structure is and how creativity fits into that, maybe with like one. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. I'd love to, I'd love to break one down. Okay. So yeah. the, 
One thing I will say, it's actually really interesting because exactly what you said is what happens. Because we're creative beings first and we are really, really in touch with our creator in on the inside, we do look at structure as like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? Fun fact, like I can't teach you the latter, like or the beginning. I can teach you the latter. I can't teach you the beginning. I can't teach you how to be the healer, how to be the creator. I can't teach you how to pull the course out of yourself. Like I can't sit with you on the Zoom and be like, okay, so like, week one child like childhood trauma like that is not what I'm here for but that's what you're there for I'm there to help you support the knowings and so that's the first thing is like if that is genuinely one of your fears like start to really nourish the fact that like it's not that's not the hard thing to learn like the other stuff is actually really simple if you allow it to be the more difficult thing honestly is the piece of it that no one can teach you which is how to just be your most authentic self and like allow that to exude in your work so just a disclaimer I'll give you an example of for example I brought my clients through content and like this idea of like because we're so intuitive it's really difficult to batch content what is batching content it means like picking a Monday let's say every Monday you like record yourself or you like type things out and like that's really hard for my clients it's hard for me I don't batch content and it's hard because so much of the work we do is channeled so much of the work we do is you know so deeply connected to what we know the collective needs to hear and so there's a lot of different ways to go about it but I'll give you like my method for example is what I've discovered are core pillars within my work that I have to touch on no matter what lens I decide to come from. I'll give you an example. So my core pillars are, I love to talk about education, so sales and strategy. I love to talk about my exclusive coaching method. So what that means is the way I like to coach, the way I know I'm different from everybody else, my most authentic self. I love to talk about spirituality and I love to talk about the things that mean the most to my brand. So what I'm standing for and the things that I will not tolerate within my brand. Remember, like that's also just being polarizing. But those are the, the core topics. And so when I look at my week, I ask myself like, okay, like what is really on my heart? Do, do I want to give my community the opportunity to explore? And so I'll go through all my different ideas within those pillars and say, which one is calling to me the most? And the marketing strategy that ties in at the end is just remembering where I am in the month and what I want to sell. Because I should always be selling something, no matter what. And that goes for everybody. Like always be selling something. It could be a free workshop or it could be like your paid offer. Like the more comfortable you get with being accessible to people, the better. Because honestly, if you're not selling, you're not making yourself accessible to someone healing. And that is the biggest disservice you could do to the entire universe. So I don't know if that's like a good way of like visually being able to like come into my content world, but like that is one of the ways. But there's a million different ways. Like I could literally sit here and like we would sit through like a scroll of like, so these are all the different ways you could like have strategy within your content but like that's the one that works for me it's intuitive it's fun but at the same time it's calculated and it's targeted to what I know I can share with my community and allow them to feel as though they are not only held and supported but validated in their experience as they're starting the journey of being an entrepreneur wow mic drop moment especially I just need to reiterate that I feel like I want that quote on my wall if you are not showing up with your service and selling it to your community, you are not showing up to heal the work that you're here, or the work that you're here to do, whether that's healing, guiding, mentoring, teaching, showing someone something new. Mm -hmm. It's almost a disservice if you aren't showing up to 
say, here's what I do. Here's how I do it. Here's how I can help you. And you are being a bridge for people. And that's something that you taught me from day one. That oh, that you, warms my heart. Yeah, to be a bridge for people. So Cause it's true, you, though, like this healing work, like we all do it. I mean, I this is going to sound really drear, really like down in the dumps, but like the human experience is full of suffering. Like that is like we're literally here to illuminate and find our joy, to find our light, to go through these karmic gaps of like things that have happened in past lives, even where we are now. And Mm -hmm. so if you've taken this lifetime to decide that you are going to take on entrepreneurship and you're going to do that deep work, then like you have to recognize your sacred responsibility to also help other people do that as well. And so I think for me, I'll never forget when that switched in my mind of it's not about like the selling because of like Western expectations. It's selling because it's my response. It's like my sacred responsibility to do so. And if I'm moving from that place, I have to trust that all the Western expectations that come from it get filled naturally because the only way I can sustain myself in doing this work is if that shows up as well. And so a combination of both gives me the opportunity to like really unattach from and have a really healthy experience with money and have a healthy experience with selling because I recognize what it's doing to literally the ripple effect of the world. It's like the coolest thing being a business coach because I get to work with a bunch of different healers that are spread out in their modalities and they do things that are wildly different, which means I'm hitting different communities literally all around the world doing deep essences of this work. And so I have to show up every day because if I don't, that's one less person who's able to connect back to themselves and that's not worth it to me. Like no humans left behind. No humans left behind. (laughs) No humans left behind. Yeah. I think so many people get like the ick because they're like, oh my God, selling sleazy, this, that. There's so many sort of sticky uh, associations with it because they think capitalism, ew, no, like I'm here to help people. But listen, help your, you need to support yourself in order to help people. Yeah. You know, how are you going to nourish yourself and be able to support yourself so that you can actually show up to people? And that's a symbiotic relationship. So you need to be able to do both. And we have to face the facts. We are living in that Westernized structure. So what I hear with this beautiful layout, this beautiful example that you gave with the structure is that it really is giving us almost like it's this, I see this visual of um, kind of like this chart of, of very held support, supported container where then you can create within the container holding you so that, so that to take the ick away from stepping into our business mindset, it's we're uncomfortable with it because we don't know it. But as we start to do it, we can start to make our own contained chart for us to mm-hmm. flow in. And that uncomfortability slowly turns into familiarity. Familiarity. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's no, so important. Is, I think that's cre- And it's so great you bring that up because I think with people – So often, like I was actually just coaching one of my clients through this where she completely changed her. She had another spiritual awakening and needed to change the way she approached content. She was ready to, she really healed her masculine and she was ready to step into having a more masculine structure for things like content creation. And she was like, I'm so resistant. Like this feels wild, but like it was so good because that's exactly what she needed to feel. It's foreign. It's not normal. You're not used to it, but like foreign's not bad. It's just new. You've expanded past where you were. And so if you can start to learn what your footing looks like there and like even the way that like I do content, it's really 
my ability to like dump my downloads, dump all my insight and then connect with people. Like it really is just what perspective do you want to take it under? And like, are you willing to sit in discomfort understanding that like, this is a whole new pair of pants you're wearing. Like you've never worn these pants before. And like, you're going to make them, they look cute, but you're just not used to sitting in them. Like that is a bit, that's literally what we, what we, I talked about with my clients the other day. It was like, honestly, a new strategy. It's just like a hot outfit that you know is yours to wear. Like it's the chic version of everything you've always wanted to be forever. But because you've never worn it before, you're like, I know I look hot, but this is wild. And I don't like, does it, oh God, is this comfortable? Am I okay? Like, is this fine? <laughs> and eventually you own it. Like you still walk out of your house being like, yeah, I look great. But like, it, it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable and that's okay. Yes. I love that analogy to the new hot outfit. It was like, I know yeah. I look good, but I'm not used to wearing these clothes. Well, you grow into it. It grows into you. And yeah. that's how we continually meet our edges. That's where learning happens. That's where expansion happens. That's how um, we also learn to work with what we, what we have. Circling back around to one thing you said earlier that I meant to touch on was stop comparing ourselves to people who are at level Step 20, you know, if we're at step one, be in step one, honor step one. That's okay. If you're launching things or trying to do things from someone who's at a step 20 and comparing yourself to that step 20 person, you're setting yourself up for deep feelings of insecurity and discontentment. I love, and it's, it's so interesting because there's so many different angles that I see it. Like you, you think it's just comparison, but honestly, like there's so many different ways. So one of the things I learned really early on is that jealousy is a good thing. If you find yourself feeling that essence of like, oh my God, like I, like I, I want that. Good. That is just the universe. It's just your intuition showing you something that you deeply desire that you're not doing enough work towards actually like getting there. You're, you're not in alignment with doing it. That does not have anything to do with the person though. Remember unattached, like that does not have to do with your own personal journey. Like it's literally just a ping from the universe to be like, Oh my God, I really actually want that. Remember that conversation about desires. If you're somebody who doesn't have a good relationship with being able to verbalize desire, start with the feeling. If you're feeling jealous of a desire, that's something you want. Just now you have context for yourself. It's not something to just completely like dive into and be like, oh my God, my life is just crumbling to the ground because it doesn't look exactly like that. The second thing too is reminding yourself is, and this is one of my favorite things to do as a business coach. I look at really successful businesses and I like to break them apart and be like, how do you make your money? Do you really make your money? Like, are, are you actually happy doing that? I love like, that I, about I, you. I live, it's like one of my favorite. It's so funny because like my clients, my friends, like they all are like, Alex, it's sickening how you sit there I'm like you hate your life like you you make a lot of money but like that's not working for you or like I'll break down businesses and be like you did that girl like congratulations that's amazing and a big piece of that work that I do is I always figure out and what nine times out of ten happens is like the internet is never what it seems like very rarely I try myself as well as I know a lot of the people that are in my circles really try to show both. Like we try to show the days that are like my, I can't believe this is my life, but also the days that we're like, I'm going to stress cry in the corner for the next five hours. I'll let you know when I'm on the other side and that's yep. okay. You know what I mean? Like, again, this is a spiritual experience and we know that that's not linear. There are going to be things that are incredible and there are going to be moments where you're like, I don't know what's happening and that's okay. Okay. And I we call don't that the messy these... middle. Yeah, yeah. It's the messy middle. Like you're just in the middle of the mess and like you know you get through it. Like there's no way you don't. The only way you don't is if you stop and like nothing comes to a screeching halt. Mm. So like 
literally you're just in the messy middle and it just you have to keep going but just remember that like the internet like anything else like you're only really seeing 75 percent of something and you don't even know if it's that person's truth I have noticed a really big trend in older coaches coaches that have been in this industry a little while that they um they're starting to figure out and find that they're not happy and that's the biggest up level I'm seeing from like what I would call like my generation of coaches is that like so much of the work, especially that I do, like it only comes from joy. If it ever felt bad or not joyous, I just don't do it. Like I'm like, oh, I'm not subscribing to that. Um, but that's why that's there for them is that like they've built these businesses based on what they thought they needed to look like to other people. And while that was successful for them, they're miserable. And that's not worth it either. No. So you know, expectation, like if you're doing anything from expectation, whether it's your spiritual business or even just your healing, like you're not really doing the work, you're doing what you think the work needs to look like. That is a whole different slew of trauma you're right. going to need to unpack. <laughs> yes. Yes. Wow. I think um, that all it, what I'm hearing in the essence of this cause, it all comes back to desire. It comes back to the life that we want to see for ourselves. How are we honoring that? How are we staying true to that? How are we being authentic to ourselves? And then not hiding our gifts and not right. holding back. Um, so yeah, it's it's so it's so interesting. I like I can't stress enough, like know who you are, know what you want and embody it all the time. Like mm -hmm. set the frequency for yourself, even if you're like, okay, like I've had people come to me and be like, okay, but like I let's say I want to buy a house. I can't buy a house right now. So how am I supposed to embody that? Great. It's not about, it's about setting the intention, set the desire, but now you have all this aligned action to get yourself there. So what do you need to buy your house? Do you need another job? Like, do you want to add in a side hustle? Like, do you need to start saving? Like, what are the aligned actions you need to start doing? Do you need to start budgeting? Does that mean you need to have a better relationship with your finances? Like, these are all bigger themed questions that don't allow you to just escape into, well, it's not my reality because it's not here right now and I'm not going to be able to entertain it or I'm not going to be able to happen tomorrow. That's the, that's the experience of being a human being. Yes. Set the desire for yourself and then do the action to get there. It's going mm -hmm. to be tough. You are going to do things that you've never done before that you never thought you were going to have to do. But it's in those, and I literally was just talking to somebody about this. It's actually in those moments you'll never feel better. It's yes. literally about the journey. It's not about, you will get there. You'll buy the house. You'll be like, this was sick. But yes. how you get there is what makes it that much better. Oh my God, yes. And on the way to get there, what I've realized is the extreme importance of having a mentor, having someone to guide us, having someone to show us our blind spots, someone to mirror Absolutely. our growth. And for me, I'm just going to tell the story real quick about how I found you. Just ahead, so that, yeah. yeah, I think that'll be really fun. Um, I want to say two August is ago. August is, is, am I making up my own words now? We know what we, we know what it's, I no, mean. No, it's August is. Are you kidding? It's it, August is, is now. That's in my dictionary. I subscribe to that. It's What's a saying? part of it now. <laughs> I knew that I wanted to step into teaching others how to live a more intuitively aligned life. And I wanted to create a course. All of a sudden this came to me. And I think that was related to like my teaching expertise. I wanted to teach others how to do this and kind of, I wanted to do it more myself. And I thought what better way to do it than, you know, making something. Um, but I was like, how do I even do this? You know, it was a time where I saw on Instagram, people were beginning to own their gifts more and show up with different ways to teach those things. And I thought, you know, I need someone who's a business coach or something, but I don't want any business coach. You know what I mean? Like I need, 
I need a woman. I need someone who's like at least intuitive and spiritual and knows this sort of like thing that I want to do, what I'm talking about. No later did I start thinking and writing about that when I'm scrolling through my Instagram reels that I see you talking <laughs> about exactly this, about being a spiritual business mentor. And I was like, oh my God, did I like manifest you? Are you real? Like, did I just like do that? And I immediately actually, I think I DM'd you and left you immediately, like either a voice note or a message that was like, I think I just manifested you. We need to work <laughs> together. What do I have to do? And from there, the story just continues to unfold beautifully. And we did build something really beautiful together. But I don't think I would have. No, not I don't think I would not have been able to do that without the guidance of someone who can see not only my blind spots, but who's been there and has done it. I'm so grateful. And honestly, it was the most sweet moment. I'll never forget sitting in the coffee shop. I was like working and I got your message and I was like, oh, it's just an angel. It's just a sweet <laughs> angel up from above who's landed here with me. Um, <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm. it's so important mentorship. And like I, I could even give my own personal example um, and be really vulnerable. So my first year of business, I literally couldn't stop having mentors. I would, I believe so deeply in this business that I was like, I'm getting a one-on-one -on -one coach. I'm getting, I joined a mastermind. I joined all these things and I got so much out of it, whether it was like how I wanted to lead a business and like the actual language and literacy it requires to be integral in this. And also like the things I will never do and like not feel good about and not hold space for. And it's so funny because I had a really bad experience. I was supposed to join a mastermind and it just wasn't a good fit. I got on the very first call and I just remember being like, I don't belong here. Like, this is not for me. Um, long story short, that coach did not accept my retrieval from that very, very well. And I was so turned off from coaching because of it that I, I took some time off of being mentored. Biggest mistake I've ever made. But, like, I look back at my 2022 and I've been asked the question of like, what's your biggest reflection? Like, what's your biggest like lesson? And I was like, you need a mentor, whether it's good, bad. I mean, I'm, I don't regret pulling out. That was the best decision. But the work that came after that, I shouldn't have hid so deeply in the shadow. I should have approached it head on and allowed myself to be held by somebody else and like really sought out what I desired, which was to be held um, rather than sitting in like the shame of what that was. And it really does make a difference. So at the latter half of last year, I ended up hiring a business coach again, went back all in. I'm in a current mastermind right now. And like, when I tell you every single day I interact with these women, my brain literally explodes from like information or inspiration or just like different ways that I am allowed to move within my business that I never thought were possible. Even the way I've been able to support my clients. I had a client come to me the other day and she was like, what's your opinion on this? And I was like, oh, I actually know someone who does exactly that. Let me ask her and just be able to like connect other people. Like I can't stress enough don't sit in the shadow or the fear of having support. Like you don't need to do this alone. And that goes with anything. You don't need to heal alone. You don't need to start your business alone. Like you don't need to do these things by yourself. So please go get help, go get support, go find yourself in communities that force you to have a frequency higher than what you thought you even had space for. It is life-changing, absolutely life-changing. Yeah, without a doubt. Couldn't put it better myself without a freaking doubt. And with that said, to wrap up our beautiful podcast episode today, I need to hear what is happening for 2023. Yeah, what are you calling in? How can we find you? 
And yeah, how can we work with you? Um, I'm so excited about this year. So on a personal note, because remember, my entire business is based on desire. I'm getting married this year. So I get married this May, which I'm very, very excited about. Um, And so with that being said, this is the year that I know my business takes the biggest, most explosive leaps, because my business at this point is the thing that like, I wake up, I, I eat, I breathe, because it's so impactful, and it's so potent. And I saw how flexible I can be. Last year, I spent the summer traveling throughout Europe with my business. Like, I just, I know how it supports me. And so this is the year I literally want to reach so many more women, so many more healers, so many more people who are looking to start living a life they deeply desire because it's changed my life. So right now, ways to work with me are, it's my group program primarily. It's called Spicy Spiritual Sales. It's for spiritual entrepreneurs who are ready to start this journey and learn and absorb and be surrounded by other spiritual women who are building really badass, beautiful businesses. Um, And so that is primarily the best way to work with me. It's a six month container that you're locked into where we all get together. You see me three times a month, um, two times with the group, one time with me. And we literally break down your business based on what do you want? What's the lifestyle you desire? What's your life force is what I call it, which is like the sustainability of your business, the thing you can't stop talking about, the thing that absolutely just makes your heart explode and your legacy. What do you want to imprint on this universe and understand it'll live on forever? Because truly, like, if I can say anything, the reason why I primarily work with women is I know that when I spiritually help another woman and they help somebody else, I'm changing the actual trajectory of generations. So like, that deeply matters to me. And so it's literally a badass group where we come together. I teach you all the business strategy I know. I give you access to all my materials. And we you have a community of other women supporting you as you build this incredible experience. Um, other than that, I do have one-on-one coaching, but those are for seasoned entrepreneurs who are looking to make ten dollars to $20,000 right a month ready to kind of scale. But that's something that I'm not really putting too much focus on in the beginning of the year, more towards the end. And then most, like, the thing I'm the most excited about is I have a podcast launching really, really soon called Spiritual Baddies Business Club, which is a spiritual podcast for entrepreneurs that are embarking on this journey, but with a twist. We're not going to sit and talk about strategy or like what you should be doing. We're going to talk about the spiritual experience of what it takes to run a business coming from the perspective of a first generation born Latina woman. So it is super spiritual, but also real. And I would like to think hilarious because I'm ridiculous and (laughs) probably a liability. Like I really don't know why Spotify would give me or Apple would give me like an opportunity to like speak on a platform, but like here I am and I'm really excited about it. Fuego. Fuego. Let's go. I am so yes. excited for all of this. Okay. We heard it. Spicy spiritual sales, eventual one-on-ones opening up and a brand new podcast. This is so exciting. I'm so happy that you came on today. You have been the most incredible mentor to me. I can't recommend working with you enough. And yeah, it's been quite a journey and it just continues. I'm so excited for this year, but also for you, you have incredible things happening and just being able to follow your journey. It, it, that's what makes my work so fulfilling. Like to even loop back to your first question of like, what is my most authentic self? It's when I can work with women like you who completely embody the things they want and then get to integrate their work into the world. So it's literally the sentiments that get imprinted right back onto you. 
Wow. My heart is so full. And what better testament than to hear like deep, authentic connection between two people who only have helped each other grow and sustain ourselves. Like it gets to be that good and it gets to be that real. Isn't it so fun? Like it's so fun when you just destroy the construct of what you thought like your life needed to look like slash like capitalism. Like it's great. It's It's really honestly so fun. (laughs) It's like that one audio reel that's like, oh, you didn't know about being able to do whatever the fuck you want. It's oh. literally that. Like that's how know. I feel every single day. Like yeah. every single day I just sit here. I'm like, are you going to be a bad <laughs> bitch today or not? Do you desire to be a bad bitch or not? Like what is <laughs> and if you if it's the if the answer is the latter, like I think we should have a deeper conversation because that's... why not? <laughs> All right, you heard it. So if you need to hear more about what being a spiritual baddie means, make sure you're checking out Alex on Instagram. Make sure you're looking yeah. for her podcast. Thank you for being here. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. Yay. All right. Until next time, guys, have a beautiful week and thank you for being here. Mm-hmm.